Welcome to Embracing Significance, the podcast. I'm Jasmine Freiman, your host, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in. We are continuing this series called The Heart, and I am so excited because this episode today is going to be about trust. And I've titled this message, Where is Your Trust? So let me start you with a question. Think of someone you know, or maybe a closest friend, maybe a family member or a spouse. Do you trust them? If you can say yes, what makes you feel like you can trust them? Have they proven themselves trustworthy or loyal? What is it about them that makes you feel like you can trust them? I mean, truly trust them. Now, maybe if you said no, or "Mm, I don't know if I can trust them. Why do you feel that way? What is it that caused you to feel this way? I say all of this to say my main question. Have you ever had trust issues? I'm sure we can all answer this with the solid caps. Y-E-S. Or maybe you don't have trust issues right now. But you struggled a little bit before. Regardless, trust is hard. Because when you trust someone, you expect them not to break your trust. You know, the good saying... I say this in confidence or this is confidential. This means I literally am putting my confidence in you knowing just by telling you something or sharing my heart with you, you're not going to break it. I'm confident in you. Did you catch that? I'm confident in you. When you trust someone, you're confident in them. And usually this comes with time. Until you can fully trust someone. And sometimes we trust way too quickly without prayerfully considering who we are trusting. If you trust someone, you might have formed some kind of bond with them. Or maybe you trust them because you quote unquote always trusted them. So you never knew that you couldn't. A perfect example is family. With family, there is a lot of unspoken trust that just kind of happens so it leaves room for unmet or unrealistic expectations, if you know what I mean. Some of us have trust issues that are mild, moderate, or severe, depending on what was done to us. So, with saying that, what do you hear when you hear this verse? Proverbs 3, 5-6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Verse 5 starts out with trust and the second word is in. Going back to when we trust someone, we put our confidence, our trust in them. So it can be very hard to trust in the Lord if we do not know where our heart is rooted in like where our trust issues are rooted in. We may have some places in our heart where we do trust the Lord and other places where we don't trust in the Lord. So where are the places that we don't trust the Lord? Or the places we're scared to admit that we have a hard time trusting Him? The foundation of our trust is rooted in the Lord or is it rooted in people? Now, don't miss what I'm saying because I'm not saying we shouldn't trust people because trust is what keeps a relationship healthy. But what I am saying is that when we only trust people or only trust ourselves, our relationship with the Lord becomes difficult 
and while our trust and whole heart should be trusting in the Lord, we should not be closed off to people because that's just not healthy. We need people in our lives. Okay? We need them. And we need people that we can trust with our heart in times of need, in times of sorrow, as well as times with rejoicing and celebration. I can faithfully and thankfully say I have a couple people in my corner that I know that have wept with me and have rejoiced with me. And let me tell you, it is a beautiful thing to have good godly friends in your life who will do that with you. But the key word is godly friends. The Lord is perfect and we can trust everything he does and says. We can trust him with our heart and we can know that he won't break it. He won't crush our heart and he will not hurt us. So we can put our confidence in the Lord. We can trust him. I know that's easier said than done. When I see those first two words, trust in, I think of going all in. Have you ever done one of those trust falls? I remember in high school, we were at a youth camp with my church. I can't fully remember what age I was, but I know I was probably middle school, early high school. And we had to do an this team building exercise. I was terrified, you know, and I feel like we can be that way with people, but we can also be that way with God where we're like, okay, God, I trust you. But then we bend our knee because we don't fully trust what he can do. So like, maybe it's like a financial situation. Maybe it's healing Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids, you know, whatever that is, like like a job or a ministry, you know, whatever that is. If you're not fully trusting in God, then what makes you bend your knee? Is it fear? Is it, you know, something that hurts you? Um, you know, whatever that is that makes us feel like we have to bend our knee instead of just falling straight back and just trusting the Lord. I think that's important to try to figure out, like, what is it that makes you bend your knee? Like, what is it that as soon as, like, you're feeling like you trust in the Lord, all of a sudden, like, you you tense up or you, like, bend your knee just in case? Because as I was falling back for these people to catch me, I couldn't see them. But I was supposed to trust them to catch me? Yeah. That was a little uncomfortable, but my point, getting getting to my point, is that when I was falling back, you know, they were very capable of catching me, but I didn't trust that they could. And honestly, what is a bent knee gonna do? Like seriously, you know, like what is it actually gonna do? Um, but it was a false security that I had. It was a it was an insecurity, and it was a false security that I had. Um, because honestly, they still caught me either way. If I bit my knee going all the way down, you know, I was just going to like fall straight on my back anyways. But I feel like, you know, that's what it is in our relationship with the Lord. Sometimes like we create this false security based off insecurities. And once we know like what our false security is, then it points to our insecurity. And then we can allow the Lord to be secure in us and allow um, his and allow us to trust in him fully because now we know hey this is a false security and this is the insecurity behind 
why I do this, like why I have this. And so then the Lord can come and fill you with his secureness and his loving kindness and his provision. Um, And like your trust in him will just flourish and it will grow. And so another scripture I want to add that I feel is important as we talk about the heart is Proverbs 4.23. And it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. When I first read this, I was like, okay, I need to do better at guarding my heart. Because clearly there was not a whole lot of guarding going on. And I remember a season that I was in where I was going through a lot of my own healing and needed to guard my heart from certain people and my own thoughts, honestly. And I believe we're always going to be pruned and going through some sort of healing in one way or another. It's all a process. So take it easy on yourself. Have grace on yourself. Because becoming like Jesus is no easy task. It is a constant surrender of ourselves, our thoughts, and our whole life. And honestly, we're not going to be fully complete and healed until we get to heaven. Amen. Amen. With that being said, I'm thankful to be where I am am today in my own journey. All because of Jesus. And please don't miss me when I say this. It is literally all because of who Jesus is. And all because who God is and everything that the Holy Spirit is doing in me. And you can do it too. Now, I'm in a season where I read this and I see a deeper meaning. The question I asked myself was, how are we supposed to guard our heart? I mean, that's a real honest question, you know. We're, we're given the scripture, but it's like, how do we guard our hearts? And a little context into this whole chapter in Proverbs. It talks about wisdom in developing good judgment. And I encourage you to read this chapter. Because in verse 4, Solomon tells us to take his words to heart. To follow his commands And we will live. Then in verse 13, he is telling us to take hold of his instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them for they are the key to life. Then in verse 22 through 23, he tells us not to lose sight of them and to let them penetrate deep into our heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to the whole body. And right under this verse... He says to guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So what is the key to guarding our heart? Wisdom and good judgment. And so why should we desire wisdom? Well, for one, wisdom, it helps us develop good judgment. And most of all, helps us learn how to guard our heart properly. The second thing is we will experience protection and we will be honored and have a long, good life. Number three, we will have life and experience healing to our whole body. When Solomon says to guard them for they are the key to life, we are supposed to guard them in our heart. Wisdom brings a life. We are the gatekeepers of our heart and we choose who is allowed access to our heart. We are also responsible for guarding our heart. Jesus is the Lord of our life and lives inside our heart. So he should be allowed access to our heart. He dwells within us and we need to do the work with him. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and we belong to God. We are the land and Jesus, he is the landlord. He owns our heart and he is the owner. 
And we are called to steward well what we have as temples of the Holy Spirit. And we should be committed to keeping our temples clean. So let's go back and let's recap. So you might be asking, what does guarding my heart have to do with trust? And honestly, sometimes we can guard our heart a little too much and we don't have any room to trust. We may not have any room to trust God because we're so guarded. But if we have wisdom and we develop this good judgment, we will not only have the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to have this healthy balance where we where we trust but we don't overly trust like people but we have this heart that just fully trust in God because there's a difference there's a difference in fully trusting God and fully trusting man like we're supposed to trust God with our whole heart and not depend on our own understanding but having our trust in man and having a relationship with a human being is so much different and requires such a different structure and requires a different level of trust because we can't be so open to trust every single person because then we're going to get hurt but we know who God is and we know what God says and we know that we can trust him because he doesn't lie and like he won't break our trust and so we can fully trust him but you know the bible didn't say trust in all your friends and do not depend on your own understanding it said trust in the lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding so we have to give god our whole heart and trust him with our whole heart and not depend on our own understanding but we also have to guard our hearts from a human relationship and a human being because humans will hurt us and and people will hurt us because they are people you know they're not they're just like you and me you know we we have emotions and we have feelings but you know, and in developing this good judgment we will start to have that healthy balance of guarding our heart knowing like how much i can trust this person and um developing this good friendship or this relationship and really it just comes with like boundaries of knowing like can i trust this person and if they've broken my trust before is it healthy for me to get back in a relationship and that goes back with guarding your heart like having the wisdom and developing that good judgment but the key word to it is developing so we have to have grace on ourselves because the developing is is a constant ongoing process that we're you know we're developing this good judgment meaning you know we have to take it into action and so Lisa Turkis you know I was reading one of her books and she was saying how like Jesus put mud on this man's eyes and then told him to go wash. So everything Jesus, you know, tells us to do, we have to work with him. So if he tells us, you know, to guard our heart, we have to do the work to guard our heart. Like we have to work with him. Like he's not just going to give us what we don't um, work for. Like he will bless us, but there are certain things in our life that we have to work towards. Um, he's not just going to hand it off to us, but you know, we're, we're co-heirs with him. And so we will know how to guard our heart once we seek after wisdom and good judgment. Like the Lord will give that to us, but we have to participate in it.
Hey, thank you for tuning in and listening. I pray that the Lord blessed you and spoke to you in a special way. Join me Thursday, May 4th, as we wrap up this series on the heart and talk about how to keep our houses clean. You know, our spiritual houses, if you know what I mean. Until then, talk to you soon.